All right, cool. We are, we are recording. Um, this is going to be an interesting experience. So the reason, so what have I learned about David Dobrik? I, I, is that how you pronounce it? Or do you, um, I think, I think that's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I'm learning from Blake's blog is that he is a young content creator and his, before he all, you know, his fame, his parents were like, you know, you can go to college or you can leave. And at the time, from if I understand correctly, he had a bunch of Vine followers, like right, like millions. But he wasn't making money off them. Sure. But he took the bet and he left and he started and like you know one thing led to another and he started creating content and the content was like kind of different from the average pack of that of that time on YouTube. And since uh, and like what I mean by that is like instead of making ten minute videos, which allows monetization in the middle of every video all his videos are apparently four minutes and 20 seconds uh, as an eight, like an ode to 420. And right. he's just like crushing it. Um, and, he, and right now the, the latest I am on the post is he wants to be um, like, like, like Jimmy Fallon of yeah. the, of his generation. But well, I'm he's been crushing it for years, right? I mean, it's yeah. yeah. It's, well, well, how do you know him? Like, how? Oh, I like, don't know. I mean, I'm all into YouTube, and I've tried to, you know, I've, I've done hundreds of YouTube shows uh, with my brother's uh, company. Started a YouTube show. I don't know, two years yeah. ago, basically did that for a year. Um, done the podcast, done all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I've been investigating all that stuff for years. Um, like I, I, I kind of always say it's like, it's, it's easy as long as you can make great stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like a musician, like, you know, you're a musician, right? If you're an amazing musician, th there's never been a better time because you can rise, right? You can rise. And the way he edits videos, if you've watched his videos and stuff, they produce, it's entertaining shit. You know, the shit is entertaining. Well, I think what, what's interesting about him is like he, obviously he's a uh, him and a whole crop of YouTube creators that are making millions um, or at least making a living um, right. for those that aren't as popular. They're like the, a new type of it's like a new type of job. And and you know it's interesting that you know his parents were like oh you know get like be responsible or, or or leave. But it's just it's just a new type of way to make money, right? And it's a new type of career. And I I don't know. I'm fascinated. Actually, I'm honestly like the, the newsletter I'm talking about, which is Blake.substack.com. He's that he's like a he's very much into like esports and um and gaming and like in like kind of like pretty much consumer and he he's one of the uh, reasons why 500 thieves got started like robbins and i'm just like learning a shit ton from his newsletter um because not many other people are in consumer and are in esports like he is yep so are you are, are you not recording the uh, video on this um i am recording well my video is on it shows that you're so i am recording the video um my camera not on? it oh, shows you, your camera's not on camera. yeah um okay is your is worries. yeah no, i mean you can you can uh, oh does you do you not you see my like face seeing my beautiful face <laughs> oh no well you can totally turn if you turn your camera on then we can then it's a video no, it, but, it is on I, I didn't turn it off i mean i do these all the time I oh interesting because mine's on mine's on too so let me if i turn mine off and turn mine on i wonder if it's like a glitch in zoom let's see are you sure yours is on because it it Oh, there we go. Now it's on. Can you can you see me? Yeah, I got you, man. All right. I've got you the whole time. No, I, oh, you I, saw yeah, I, mean, I, I like doing, um, you know, first I like to be able to see people. But, um, you know, if you're going to ever, well, I mean, you have your podcast and, and so you're doing it. Um, I've liked to market it, market the podcast with video 
as well as the bot because it's it's you know it's so hard how do you market an audio only piece of content people do those like moving video things but there's nobody's interested in that people want to see video right i mean it, i just think it's yeah i if that's the case then i definitely have been losing some opportunity on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> i think i think you're probably right because videos it allows you to put it on youtube and that's totally. like a different distribution channel. Also, it allows you, it's like more engaging on Twitter and Facebook if it's oh, video. Dude, it's not, it's a million times more engaging. It, I mean, audio content just over like a, a, a even if you have a move, one of the things with like the moving waves or whatever, dude, nobody pays attention to that shit, man. <laughs> there's a lot of people in that space. And no, so far, there's only been one company that has been like interesting to me. Um, and it's, they're called smash notes. They like, they're, they're pretty much like trying to build what I'm claiming is like YouTube for audio snippets. Um, and, and they're less focused on the audio. Like, like that's what everyone's trying to say, what they are like, Oh, we're like, we're going to be a search engine, but no one's actually building, like no one's actually doing it. Like, like they're building yeah. the audio snippets and they're building the ability to share your podcast. But like th th that doesn't, that's not YouTube for snippets. And what happens when you go on to smash notes is you see, you know, hundreds of different little odd, like it's hundreds of different of these snippets, but big categorized by, you know, like topic and it right. is closer. It's not, I mean, it's not there yet. You know, no one's there yet, right. but oh my gosh, I, I get pitched more often than I'd like. I'm like, yo, like snip your stuff on, on our tool YouTube for podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And like, there's only one that, that is, has been interesting. What about you? Have you seen anything that's like, that's no, close? I haven't seen anything. I mean, look, I know the idea, I mean, for me, it would be like, okay, what is search? How do they, you know, why isn't Google or maybe they are, but the podcasts themselves should be searchable. For example, right. I've done whatever, 500 podcasts on Costa Rica, right? Why can't I punch in Nosara and look through all of my podcast and find when I'm talking about a town in Costa Rica called Nosara, right? Or pull up all the podcast snippets and go immediately to that point in the talking where I'm talking about moving to Costa Rica or cars in Costa Rica or licensing in Costa Rica, right? Why can't I do that yet? You would right? like Smash Notes. I'm telling you that they're like, so what if you literally, so the way Smash Notes works is you go in and it transcribes your stuff automatically and then you go in and you and you whenever you ask a question you tag their answer then you summarize the answer so you can go in and you can see my most recent podcast and go to every question that i asked and their answer and it's not exactly what you just mentioned but it's funny that that's what you want because that is what i want too and no one has thought about it like that um and no one successfully done it although smash notes is kind of like on its way but I'm sure there'll be other comp competitors. There's a big, I think there's a big market. Just no one has the product. There right. is the thing, the thing that they have to solve and it's getting better every day is the voice recognition. I mean, the voice recognition, you know, from a year ago is amazing. And from two years ago, forget it. It's a completely yeah. new, like whatever. I use Otter a little bit. I use, um, I don't know. I use, I use everything now. I use Google, Google um, docs. And I literally, I take my microphone and I just talk. That's the way I compose my documents now because i can just blast yeah right um so the voice has gotten so amazing um that when it, it it's the point of i don't want to sit in after a show and type out my questions to make sure that they were take that has to be removed right the i agree have to have to solve that problem yes and i gotta say we're darn close i mean it's close 
It's really close. They've done an amazing, whatever that is, AI, Google, you know, it's amazing. The last year or so has been absolutely incredible, you know? Yeah, it'll be exciting to see where where it goes. Because I do think that now we have a lot of podcasters out there that, you know, everyone I feel has a podcast, um, which is not a bad thing, actually, because the, because the, because the, I think it's creators should create and the good ones will just rise to the top. It's literally podcasts aren't, aren't designed to have bad, bad podcasters rising to the top. So I think it's fine that we have so many, but because we have so many, there needs to be some more support on like the monetization side on the back office side. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I think, I think it's, as you said, it's like better. It's like, it's like, you know, the tools are being built, uh, but then they're also like, but then, at the same time, I was listening to a podcast today that I was wondering, like, is pod, like, is podcasting just getting started or has it peaked? Like, is it, is like, is it already starting this decline? How do you, how do you feel about it? Uh, I think it's a million miles away from decline. I think uh, the way we consume content as humans, uh, podcast has the advantage, same advantage of music. You know, you can be doing something else while you're listening, right? So you're on the treadmill, you're riding to work. I mean, that's the thing. And humans will always want to occupy that time with things and usually, you know, different people, different stuff, right? I'm like education, learning new stuff, you know, or Joe Rogan or, you know, some funny stuff. I'll mix in a bunch of, and my wife is like murder and mystery, you know, (laughs) you know, that's such a big genre, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so many people are like, that's so funny. Um, like, Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I think it's one of these things that like no one, anyone that says they know what's happening with the industry is like full of shit. Um, yeah. Like anyone that like they know it's just 1% is like, no, anyone that knows that it's peaked, it's like, no, like it, it's just, I don't think anyone really knows. And I know for me and probably for you too, I'm just trying to, like, I think at some point there will be some, some amount of the recon, like, re, I don't know, of, of, of restructuring where like with YouTube, there was a point where like, if you didn't get, if you, if you started today, you know, it's a lot harder to break in than like 10 years ago. And I think we're past that with podcasting, but I'm just trying to do as best as I can now. um, So I can get ahead before it gets a little harder to get seen, you know? Well, I I think you're right on it there. I mean, I started my podcast, you know, almost two years ago now. And I, within four months, I was the number one podcast in Costa Rica. Right. Um, and that's not, I'm an English speaking podcast in Costa Rica, right? Yeah. Why did that happen? Because literally nobody in Costa Rica listened to podcasts. So the people who were listening to podcasts were basically foreigners, tourists, or expats who live down here. They caught the podcast, right? And so it's certainly way early, uh, even in the States, but for the rest of the world, forget about it. It's like, it is an opportunity to do that. You know, it is, I think you're, you're right as rain. I encourage people to do it. And yep. I encourage people to do it not only for the ability to like have a successful show. Cause you know, 99.99999% of shows will never make, can never make any real money. Right. Um, but for like, you're using it, uh, the way you're using it, I think is super, super smart. It's the way I've now learned to, to use it, which is like as a connection point to people who you want to talk to. It is just, I didn't even, look, I wasted a whole year of that. Like, I, I didn't even know that, that was a thing. Like, I had yeah. no idea. And now I got on LinkedIn and people were like, oh my God, you have a podcast. And I get people on who are like, you know, all over the place, you know, and it's just like, what? Um, it's amazing. And that, that for most small time creators, I think is fantastic. It's a fantastic opportunity. 
you know. it, it's an opportunity and the more people that discover that it's not all about getting you know a million views it's like it's what you do with the conversations you have the the, the like the more people that realize that the, the the quicker the opportunity will close which is which means Absolutely. like any you know because right now i can ask any early stage startup founder to come on and they'll pretty much do it but you know yeah. in it let's say i like took it slow wasn't taking it seriously i you know in, in two years let's say like there were 10 people also trying to target early stage start, startup founders no, most of them are going to get slammed out because I'm either getting them or or people are just sick and they just close out all opportunities, you know? So there's always, is this window of opportunity. So forget about getting a million views in the first year. Just use it, you know, like you're just mentioning, like think about it, like, like you use it as a network hack, like a network hack with the podcast, 100%. screw the analytics, you know? <laughs> 100%, 100, 100%. And the only thing that's difficult then is how do you let people know? So for example, you have somebody on, a founder of XYZ Corporation, and you want to have PDQ's founder on as well, you're going to have a much easier time getting him on if he sees that the first guy was on, right? Yeah. Uh, so how do you let him know, right? And that's the challenge of podcasting, and that's why I encourage people to do the video, is because then you can create these snippets and do all these things, which, I mean, you're, you're on Twitter. You're using Twitter all the time. No, I don't actually, use Twitter. What are you talking about? <laughs> come on, man. Dude, I, wish I, I, I love that. Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't know how to use Twitter at all. I'm a t complete Twitter moron. Um, well, you got, you, you, you will, I mean, you're not a Twitter moron because the way that we know each other is through Twitter. And like, we, right. we never, we never met in real life at all. And like you DM me or you, you commented on my post. I'm like, screw it. Let's do it because we built a yeah. Twitter relationship. So I'm going to say you're as bad as you think you are. <laughs> maybe I'm just unfocused. Like I actually, I think you've done a great job of you're clearly focused. It's like super narrow. This is what you're doing. Uh, and I think that's the right way to approach it because people immediately know why they want to follow you. Right. Um, they immediately know either they're interested or they're not right. They're in or they're out. And so I think you've done a great job of that. Um, you know, you just need to chop up some videos, man, and get ready for the blow up, man. Maybe this will be the first, the first one. <laughs> Well, speaking of speaking of the podcast, so for people listening, this is in this format of the podcast is a little bit of an experiment in that I have gotten a lot of feedback from the podcast that people like want to hear, like people want to hear just more like jamming and like my thoughts on stuff and like current events and etc. And usually the formats of the podcast are like I'm pretty much like bullet interviewing a founder and it's not even that much conversation. It's just like me getting some information out of them so you can learn and that's it, yeah. you know? And this is an experiment of like, let's talk about what's going on in tech and like kind of get a little more like, not necessarily law informed, but like more, a little more loose. And I'll be doing this, you know, yep. you're, you're the first one Adam that I'm doing this with. It'll be, I'll be doing it with like a couple of people, but it's like, it's a new format, which I'm excited about. So thank you for being number one. Dude, I think it's a, a phenomenal, I think, I think it'd be a nice, uh, if you're looking to, you know, increase your, just broaden a little bit about what you're doing, your commentary, uh, people want that. Like I yeah. think for you, uh, my, my opinion, whether it's me, you, or just you yourself, uh, I think it's, it, for me, it's always easier to riff with two, two people. You, I've never been able to just talk, right? It's like, I could do that for 30 seconds and then I, you know, I hit a wall, right? But you have like, the way I really connected with you when I first saw you on Twitter and you were doing like a selfie of a selfie talking about like product market fit. And you were talking about pushing a boulder up a hill. And the <laughs> moment you get it over the top and it starts rolling down the hill, that's product market fit. 
I was like, damn, that fucking guy's got it. That's exactly right. And you talking about it on video was the time where I was like, follow, you know? I remember that, tweeting that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's fucking it, dude. That's the secret sauce. But, you know, that kind of one-on-one -on -one connection, video is the best way, and that will never change, right? Yeah. Uh, that's the best way. Yeah, it can be audio. Yeah, it can be other things. But that's, that shit is solid, man. Um, so you should do more of that, like more, a lot. More. Cool. That, that's good. That's good <laughs> feedback. I, 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 my Twitter game, I think is good. I it's, it's, and I think it's focused not because I'm actively focusing it, but because I really, my mind is like, my only think about like four things. Like, I, like, it's like, it's like this like Bay area inner circle stuff. It's like this creator, how you can make money stuff. It's like standard startup founder stuff. Um, and then it's music. Then I like post some random ass music shit, you know, <laughs> and that's pretty much my, it, 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 you it's, know, it's, so f it, it's funny. I don't know what you were playing. What was the song the other day? I don't know. I caught it and I was, I wrote you back on Twitter. I tweeted you back. I said, I love discovering songs this way. Cause I don't know yeah. what you were playing. And then I, I go to Spotify and I look up the original and I was like, actually, I like Matt's version better. dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's the, true, man. That's that. Well, it's because it's awesome. someone that you know. It's like that's the beauty of covers and music. I mean, that was my life for like six, for like I don't know, eight years. Like people don't know this, but I I was in music longer than I was in tech. I've only been in tech for like five years. Um, you know, it's, yeah. so it's kind of recent. Um, well, no, it's not recent, but if compared to music, it it feels uh, it feels recent because from eighth grade to sophomore year of college, I was like trying to make a music career happen. But that was my startup. That was pretty much like my hustle. So people are like, oh, like you just got into startups your senior year. You know, how'd you do that? So I'm like, really, like, I've really been on it since eighth grade, you know, just not doing tech yeah. stuff. Yeah. So what did you, what, yeah. made the, what made you actually stop the music? Because it, it's hard. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's like, do I go another year? Do I go another year? I mean, it's got to be tough. What was the thing that actually you were like, you know what? Time to, you know, keep it as a hobby rather than actually going for it. Well, I knew I always honestly, knew. I, I have this same thing, honestly, yeah. for, for like my podcast. Now I'm now I'm back into it. But before there was a I was questioning like four or five months ago, I was like, man, should I be what am, like, I'm not making any money at it, right? It's like, what am I doing? And then I discovered, oh, I can actually meet people through it. Yeah. And, and so I, I bloomed at it again. But I was right on the verge of giving it up completely. Like, so what what was your decision making factor or thought process for the music well stemmed from the fact that like it wasn't that good <laughs> like so you you, 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 have to, you, you you have to start that like if i was great it's like if i was great it would have worked out because i'm like a good business guy like i like i know business and you need to be good at business to do music but you also have to be a good mu musician and i'm a great guitarist but my voice candidly is great for friends and not much more you know like I, you know and that's fine and, and I, I was kind of in denial until I got a free, it's kind of ironic how it happened because I got a free, like, record producer. I, I won a competition that allowed me to get a song produced for free. And this was my sophomore year of college. And I, I did this recording out in Queen Creek in Arizona for three days in a row. And I was loving it. And then he, he, when it was done, he played it. And it was very, like, auto-tuned. And I asked him, I'm like, oh, hey, like, there's a lot of autotune on here, like, you know, and, and, and his answer, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad answer, but he's like, yeah, I just want to make sure it's clean, et cetera. And I kind of like, that, it kind of hit me then. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't going to work. 
This is like, this is not happening. At the same time, I've been doing, like people, I mean, if people are listening to this, which they are, most people don't know that if you search my name on YouTube, you'll find over 200 videos of me playing guitar and singles and shit. Right. And I, you know, I just was never that good. I had the hustle, but it's not enough to work hard, right? You need to have it. And when I, when I discovered that I didn't have it, I'm like, all right. I, it was a hard decision, but I just hunted up. And I, I went to like a couple of things. Like I did, a, I did videography. I did social media management, neither of which I got pretty good at videography, but I, I didn't, I mean, honestly, what happened is just like, I got a startup idea once my senior year of college. And I'm like, I'm going to work on that. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't stop. <laughs> I mean, I, I stopped working on that idea. The idea was even pre published but I never got off the path. And again, and I think this is, I don't think I ever will. Like, I think I'm far, too far down the rabbit hole and I'm loving that rabbit. I, I love, I love my path so much so far. Like, and, and also like last thing, unlike music, I'm actually thinking I'm good at it. Like granted, I don't have a big, I don't have a big tech company yet, but like I know where I've messed up and I know where I exceed. And like, I think I have a bright future in tech, you know? Yep. Well, so yeah, that, that's, that's, yeah. It comes down to me not being great. Um, but that's okay. I'm much better. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, much, I'm much better at startups. <laughs> what, what made you think you didn't want to pivot and be like a producer or, you know, something like that, right. Or a backup guitarist. Right. What, so what, I could have, I, I could make a lot of money. Tried all that stuff. I didn't, I, I could make a lot of money as a, as a back, as a guitarist, like a rhythm guitarist. I'm very good at guitar, but I am a founder. I was a founder back then and I'm a founder today. And being a, a rhythm guitarist for my career didn't interest me that much. I want to like yep. create stuff and build stuff. And that's still true to this day. Um, and it's, and now I'm like helping others do it, um, which is kind of like, I've, I, I just think more people could do it if they gave it a shot. Um, yeah. But I want to 100%. get, I want to get into the like one one so i have an idea of a couple of current events that i i'd be down to chat about um i'm curious for you though um is there anything that's going on in technology or startups in the last couple of weeks that have like picked your interest piqued your interest or something that you you want to chat about or something you've seen on twitter i, I have some stuff google? if you don't uh, yeah yeah hit it how about google and their failure uh just epic failure with hangouts and their whole system of just whatever they're calling their new one I, what's it they have a new one it, meet right it's called oh meet yeah, yeah yeah sure 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 right i don't know if it's new it's, i well, i heard about it for the first time here is it it's like everybody has a gmail and they haven't been able to make this shit work it's just it's so amazingly incredible right all the all the engineers in the world all the brilliant minds and they just can't make it work and zoom just came and just grabbed everything man it's just amazing same goes you know same goes for microsoft and their stupid ass skype like skype. how could you just how can you not get this shit right it's amazing I feel like i mean with google's business model is like right now it's like make a bunch of money off ads but they also know that that won't sustain for the next century so they've built they're building in like you know 50 different other verticals on trying to find the next yeah. business model. Um, and, and obviously they're doing fine, but on the, on the, on the video chat front, I just think like my guess is that it wasn't high priority for them to like, to win there. I think they care. I think they care more 
about like winning the AI race or like the VR race, which obviously they're not, they're not even in the race really. But um, I don't know my only guess, like, I don't know big companies that well, but I just have to think that they just didn't, that they were willing to lose that race or when zoom came in a firing, they just took the, they just took the loss, you know? Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Like, what, why do you think they, they let it happen and they'll just let zoom eat their lunch Skype too. Actually, I'm more interested in Skype because Skype was like, Microsoft is kind of this like company that's coming up from the ashes in some capacity. Their new, their CEO. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. Microsoft has done some amazingly smart things over the last couple of years. I think, um, Skype has not been one of them. Skype's still a piece of junk. I yeah. Mean, I, I, that said, I pay, I don't know, because I'm in Costa Rica, I pay, I don't know, 50 or 60 bucks a year to have like a Skype number that people can call me in the States and it rings on my phone. I still do that just by habit or whatever, you know, so I'm kind of legacied in. But what they've done with 360 and, you know, the kind of subscription model, um, I mean, I ne- pre-360, I never purchased Microsoft Office ever, right? It was always like the fate, you know, you, you'd buy yep. the discs. It was all, you know, now I pay the yearly subscription just because it's done, right? Um, so they've done a great job with that. Um, and I think the new leadership is, has done amazing uh, for, for them. They've done a really nice job. Yeah, they've, they've killed it in the best way. Obviously not with Skype, but I think it's the same thing. <laughs> I, I think it's the same thing. I, I just think like they had the, they 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 had a software and they know like wh- I guess what strategic advantage do they have by building the the winner in that category? I just I'm I'm sure there's an answer, but for my uneducated thought on this is just like I don't think winning the video game is as important as some of the other games, but it's still important, right? And Zoom was like, oh, like we got an opportunity here, and it's just the perfect yeah. example of the little startup taking down the giant companies where know, speed that, wins. That, that's honestly, for me, that's what I love most about tech is that you can win. You can still win. And people are like, oh, Amazon, Amazon's untouchable. I mean, people now, of course, the last three months, Amazon's just exploded. It's the biggest company in the world, right? But when I would use my freaking Alexa down there and Alexa can't recognize that I said open Spotify and it corrects me for next time, say open Spotify and blah. I'm not like, dude, yeah. you suck. You're ready to get beat. Cause that Alexis, a piece of fucking shit downstairs, right? The Google one, I have another, a Google that actually works. Like when I ask it a question, it actually answers like, but Amazon, dude, Amazon sucks. Like Amazon can't get their tech, right? Um, they may be able to deliver boxes, but their tech sucks. Right. Um, so they're ripe. There's th- these big companies. Obviously we just saw Google got their lunch handed to them with zoom. Amazon's ripe. You know, the thing that Amazon's not ripe for is the distribution network and all those sort of things. Right. So, you know, but from a startup perspective, I always love that, man. There's just so much, so much room for coming in and just dominating. Well, dominating. Did, did you see, are you familiar at all with Shopify and their new shop app? Have you, did you, did you see that launch? I just saw it just recently. That's gonna where you can connect in with like Pinterest and and that sort of thing. I I actually didn't read too much into it. I read more strategy articles on it. But the whole idea is that I mean they're pretty much the company that's taking on Amazon, and they um, well one of the companies. And the way that they're doing it with the Shop app is they have everyone that's pretty much D to C that's built on Shopify is getting distribution through the Shop app. 
And I think what's going to happen is Amazon, like Amazon gives so many old brands and like oldish brands distribution and they rely on it. But some of these newer brands started by Gen Z and millennials, I, I, this is a hunch. I could be wrong. So, I mean, if I am a well, but I feel like they want independence from Amazon, which is why they want D2C and shop gives them the independence. And I feel it's going to be the battle of the old guard versus the new guard, old guard being Amazon and new guard being shop. I could be dead wrong, but that's what I feel like could end up yeah, happening. I mean, I, I I do think you're, I think there's a place for Shopify, right? Just like there's a place for Pepsi, right? But it's going to be a number two. I mean, they, they, yeah, they I don't think you're going to beat Amazon, but <laughs> right. yeah, no, that, well, it's just like, Zoom, like, I think like Amazon does a, a bunch of stuff um, and they're, they're, they do so many. I don't think people realize how much stuff they do and they do a lot of it well and then some of it not well, but I just, I think that Amazon truly has a, um, I don't, and the word isn't monopoly because it's not a true monopoly, but like they have a pretty strong grip on the market. I think it would be good for everyone if you got another player in there. Just fine, be a be a number two, be a strong number two, but like just another option. Whether like do it do it without Amazon and get crushed by Amazon, or do it on Amazon and get cut out by other products on the plot. You know. Yep, I think there's room. um, I put it like this. When, cause I know, you know, we have a, we, I don't know if you look, but we have a product company here in Costa Rica. My wife makes soaps. We, we sell to hotels. Okay. Um, and so we have an online store and we've, sh- we've sold for years online. Um, and I understand, like I've gone through our checkout process. Our checkout process is handled through PayPal. It sucks. It's not Amazon's, which if I'm already on Amazon and we, I've looked into it and we're, sh- we're going to be selling on Amazon in the next month or so. Because I know that 300 people per month are searching raw botanicals, the name of my product line, on Amazon. I know that. I can it's go the distribution. Yep. It's the distribution. It's they're already on the platform. It's one-click ordering. It's all that sort of stuff. So anything, an outside company, I know companies are working in, where you can create like a one-click ordering system where somebody's going to trust a PayPal or something like this, where it makes the, the shopping experience easy across the net. Um, yeah, that, that's, people are going to, Oh, that, do you know right? fast? Are you familiar with, do you follow Dom Holland and no. fast? Oh, I God. think I might've seen him on Twitter. Maybe you, he's, he's big on Twitter. Remember. He's like, he's, he's like Twitter. He uses it just like me. He's probably better than me. So you should check out fast, fast.co. They are, I don't even, to be honest, this is so bad to say, but I don't know what, where the like why no one's done this before there has to be a technical reason there has to be like something the reason why no one's been able to do it but pretty much what they're trying to do is build a single button for all signups and 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 purchases on the internet period and they're a very powerful team very the dom is just i want to do a whole episode one day on dom there's something about that guy that just he, that that is probably one of the best. I said this once, and I'll say it again. I would I would say he's probably one of the best CEOs, C stage CEOs in Silicon Valley right now. He just has like this head on his shoulders that is comes from like humble roots, but he's like an absolute executioner, and he will like destroy his competition at the same time. He's like the nicest guy ever. You know, it's like he's one of like those kind of people, and he's trying to build it. He's trying to build the one click buy all across the internet. Mm, I love that one click subscribe, all that sort of stuff. It's yep. Right. It's a great yeah. Idea. It's a great idea. But if the problem is, is getting that, you've got to reach such a scale to get it known where people are using it. I mean, boy, that is just. 
That's a marketing nightmare, man. It's yeah, it's definitely a sales heavy, like a sales marketing heavy org. I I don't know if they are right now. There might be still product development, but the 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 whole idea is that you know, you know, I introduced someone. I don't know if I should say the name. I introduced a company, a very big e-commerce company that came onto my podcast, um, whose name I'll I'll leave out. But they they talked, and this e-commerce company is at some point going to be um, using the fast button. And I think what Dom at Fast is is aiming to do is is I mean this is just a guess, but he wants to get enough people in similar circles uh, using the fast button, so then consumers almost expect the fast button for other things that they buy, and consumers drive the demand. Like you know, if I if I want to buy so hard, man. <laughs> oh oh, I know. Oh, trust me, I, I'm not building I mean, the company, you, about, you know. But you I agree. Like, you think about PayPal, right? PayPal's like the one, right? How did it happen? It happened because there was already the eBay yeah. you know, infrastructure set up. And how did it happen? Like the super sellers on eBay were looking for this. To, they were look. They solved a problem for them, right? And boy, it doesn't. I mean, it would. Man, this that's if it works, it would be crazy. If, it's just it's just the if. Um, it's it, well that that that's, that's the whole if. point. That's the whole point of. I mean, there's such a standard. No, that's not the right word. Like, there was such like a typical startup in that they either it either doesn't happen it doesn't work or it turns into something you know 10 billion dollars yeah Um, and that's how startups should be and what something i'm learning very very in some capacity the hard way is that like and people tell you that you take like you shouldn't always take venture capital there's other things etc but i'm really like getting a matured perspective on capital as of recent and if you're not building a moonshot with an idea that probably sounds like fairly crazy like you probably shouldn't raise venture capital not because you don't deserve it but it's like if it, you're probably not gonna it's not probably not gonna work <laughs> um with well, that kind for, of money as a, as a startup in that it, it might exactly work it's like business. it won't work for yeah. the the players which means it won't work for everyone it'll work for you until the vcs are like grow faster and you're like yeah but it, it's you need to be building something crazy and if, when, I, when i'm a vc and i will be a vc or at least an investor like i i'm just trying to you know some point i'll bring in that money i'll, I'll like capture I'll, I'll capture the value that i've created more of it and I'll, I'll 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 write some checks and i'm gonna look for the crazy the crazy ideas with bloody genius founders and then i'll be like here's a check let me like i'm down to help however you want but i will get the hell out of your way to do your thing and that's how it should be at yep. the seed stage you know like investors can't like investors can't really help like out like right. on that on that early you know it's just like i believe in you here here's some money <laughs> yep do you hear my dog sorry about that nah, it's all good have, are, you, are you familiar with um are you following any of this rome research stuff on twitter what have you this? heard of have you heard of rome rome no, research so i mean what what part of twitter are you in like like what like who do you who, what type of people do people do like what who do you follow honestly i, I follow a little bit of like founder type stuff just because i love that and I, I follow tech uh and i follow a bit of like marketing, social media marketing, that sort of stuff. Cause I, I'm into that sort of thing too. Um, but honestly, this gets to the thing where I'm not sure how to use Twitter in the right yeah. way. I'm probably doing it wrong. Yeah. I might actually see, I, I don't know how I, well, I don't know how good this is, but I think I followed the exact, like, I feel like I'm very plugged in to San Francisco, like very plugged in um, because I followed the most plugged in people, which then it, give me which then they people follow them and etc and i just feel like i i know what's happening in the the center of tech twitter just because like i know who to follow when they all like open source Wait, i'll be like is there anybody like curating lists of who to follow on twitter? there well there are lists there are like twitter lists 
But there, there is probably, I don't know if there's a venture opportunity, but there, there, something that I want as a, as a creator right. is I think it would be rad if there's like, oh my, it's so ironic, but like a social network for like who you follow. Like if I can like vouch <laughs> for like, hey, though this person's great for right. this, this, I mean, that's kind of like what on deck's doing, but, um, but yeah, the reason I ask is just because I feel, I hear about all these things all the time in my little circle of Twitter and I'm like, Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure these are things that people know about. Like I see them all the time, but actually like, it's just so freaking niche. Like no one's heard of Rome research unless you're like in the, the inner depths of, all right, so what Rome research is. So what is, is it? Part, so yeah. it's a, it's a, they, they frame it like a note taking tool for networked thought, which I think is an absolutely horrible tagline. So I don't know what that means. For network thought. So ultimately I'll tell you in layman's that sounds terms. Like, that sounds like Slack. It's a very, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not a great tagline. And if, if the founder's listening to this, which he's probably not, but if he is, or the investors are, I would change that. What it really is, is it's, um, I'm going to do, I've never actually explained it to someone anymore. This will be interesting. It is a bi-directional n- mind mapping or like note-taking tools. So uh, let me give you an example of how it would work. So when you are on Notion, you have, you know, something and then you have a bullet under that and you have like have a bullet under that and you have pages and pages and and, like everything belongs somewhere. Where with Rome, no, every, every single thing that you write is its own page. And if you tag a page, if you tag page two on page one, those are forever linked. So what this means is I could, today I can make a note saying, had a, you know, conversation one for whatever I'm going to call this news roundup. And in like seven years, I can be making a note. I'm like, and I want to refer back to conversation one. I can find it in an instant and see what was talked about. I'm honestly not doing it just like, does this sound interesting to you or is it not interesting yet? Cause I don't think let I'm giving it justice. About, dude, let me tell you about my idea. Now this let's, doesn't let's necessarily for networked, but this was my idea like two years ago. And I actually talked to the guys. Do you, you're familiar with Otter, right? The, yeah, the yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the um note, for the transcribing. They use, yeah, they're, they're do, it's note taking, you know, automated note taking. Okay, okay. And I said to him, "Why?" I actually talked. I'm actually was another use of Twitter. I met one of the guys on Twitter, and somehow we got in a, a chat. And I said to him, "Hey, have you guys ever thought about using your technology as basically a personal search engine?" So. Imagine I have this thing running 24-7, 365, and it not only hears my voice and your voice, but if I hold it up to screens or whatever, it sees around me, right? So that I go, hey, man, what was that song I was, that was playing when I was talking to Matt the other day? What was that song? And it knows Matt. It knows the other day, and it knows that we talked about a song. It listens for that song, and it can bring literally back up that conversation in text, so it's searchable for the, the AI. And then it, of course, has remembered it and can actually go back to that moment of that conversation and replay that conversation, right? Where you're basically map, you're, you're capturing my entire life in search and you're becoming my memory point, right? So that's awesome. If that ever exists, I want it. What you're talking about <laughs> is, is, is pretty much that take away the audio like like take away the the automatic capture and that's right. that's like pretty much what rome is it, it's all written but it, it, it's pretty much trying to map your brain and it does a pretty good yeah. jo- job at it what you're saying would be dope because like i don't love like i'm not great at rome yet because 
I have to write everything down and it's actually good for like messy thoughts. It's like meant for people like me, but right. um, if once they have, I mean, if, if someone builds what you're talking about, like I'm in, like put a brain machine interface in my brain, I'm ready. The interface, this is the issue and it's the same issue that we talked about a couple things ago was when we're talking about podcasts, me going in and having to edit after the fact or right. during the fact, we've got to remove that. That has to be removed. Once that's removed, and the AI or the computer is doing that work for us, then I'm freed, right? I've freed up my mind space where I don't have to remember or think about it. I, I can just say, what was that thing? What was that thing? And it does that for me, right? I, I, for me, I, when I'm talking to, actually one of the Otter guy was like, actually our founder, he uses that right now and he wishes he had it, you know, when he was a kid and he can go back and listen to conversations with his mom when he was 13 or whatever, you know, and stuff like that. I think it's like, look, the technology is there. Obviously maybe there's an issue with like space and all that sort of stuff to make it like feasible, but you could use auto right now and run that thing 12 hours a day. Right. But which, how is it connected? Why wouldn't it connect with my Chrome browser? Right. So it knows, I mean, I already use a tool and you, you might as well. A lot of people just use history. I bought some other extra app that like remembers all my history. That's a little bit better with the search, you know, but it's just on Chrome, right? I want my life, man. I want what I was looking on my phone. I want what I was talking to, you know, to be able to search the entire thing yeah. is really, um, for me, it's just, I would pay for that service, right? I would pay right now for a subscription service that is my brain dump and remembers conversations, remembers what I talked about. You know, I don't know, man. If anyone's listening and you want to build that, you officially have a paying <laughs> customer. So, so get on it. All right. That's 45 <laughs> minutes. Uh, I should have started this with this, but it's, a, it's the first time. So I am learning. Um, if, if, if for people that are still listening and following along, um, this is, you know, actually I'll just let you introduce yourself and tell you, give you like a, like a quick, like 20 second, 30 second, you know, blurb on, on who you are. Then they can tell them like where you can find the, find you on Twitter. And then we will, we will sign off. Sure. I'm Adam McBride. Uh, my Twitter is Adam A. McBride. Um, if you type in Adam McBride in Google, I am number one on Google, man. I'm, I'm number one. Bro. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I have a podcast here in Costa Rica called the Costa Rica experience, which, uh, helps teach people how to move, live and run businesses in Costa Rica. And I've been doing that. I've been in Costa Rica for about 20 years. I've lived out of the U S for almost 30 years. So I'm a, I'm a, I've lived outside of the U S longer than I've lived in. Um, so I have an expat perspective, but I'm still very much, um, into the U S obviously as most expats are. So that's what I do. Also have Raw Botanicals. We are a cosmetic company here in Costa Rica. We sell to hotels and we actually uh, did two things, which I think are interesting. The first was we led the charge into refillable bathroom products uh, being eco-friendly. Um, so we led that charge here in Costa Rica. We think we're the world leader in that. Um, not from a financial perspective, but from a leadership perspective, we were the first. And then we changed to a subscription model. So we do subscription-based soaps here in Costa Rica. I believe we were the first in the world to do that as well. So we're the Netflix for soap here in Costa Rica. Netflix for soap. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks for being number one. I think I'm going to call it. What do you think of the name of the Sunday Roundup? I want to like publish these on Sundays. Do you like that name, the Sunday Roundup, Sunday News Roundup? Like All right. Sunday Roundup. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Sunday Roundup.
See you next Sunday.